we're all gods. Every human on this earth is a god. And the bigger you get, the more fame you obtain, the more influence you have, you start becoming gods over gods. So the mindset in LA right now, which is scary, is that all these influencers, all these celebrities, they're convinced they are God. And their job is to become gods over the gods. And that's how you gain power. That's how you gain success. And so when you ask what is the culture for the future of LA, right now, I can tell you, it's these people are convinced that they are gods over the earth. What it is, what it is, my life was welcome to another episode of the Life After Podcast. This your boy Flo. Yo, it's your boy Mick James. What's up? Oh. My name is Tucker Howell. <laughs> and that's hey, he taking us all the way across the globe, alright? So yeah. y'all stay tuned. <clears throat> you are tuning in to the Life After Podcast. Life after podcast. Member Life After The Life After Podcast. Life, life after, after podcast, baby. Woo! Don't do miss What it is, what it is, my life was welcome back, welcome back. All right. First of all, I want to thank everybody who's watching this right now. Today, we're going to march together down the path of a Tucker House story. <laughs> What's up, Tucker? What's up, Flo? How are you feeling? Oh, I feel good. It's good to have you here. Yeah. That's it's good. good to talk about stuff. Yeah, man. Uh. So, uh,. First of all, let me check with my brother over here. How you doing, my brother? No, I'm always good, man. Always good. Okay. Always up, ready to talk to y'all, ready to connect, ready to build. So let's yeah. go. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, cool. So let's get right into it. We ain't going to waste no time. You yeah. want to some time? No, we don't need to waste time. We ain't got time to waste time. What do you want to do? All right, so <laughs> this is what I want to do right here. I want to know who is Tucker, first and foremost. Let's get like a brief little short story of who so, is Tucker. Good question. Who am I now or who was I before? Um, Let's start with who you are now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm 23. I uh, Right now, I do a lot of social media work. I like to have a camera in my hand. I like to help people grow their companies, help them grow their brand. Um, outside of work, I uh, honestly, I just strive to be like the best person I can, treat others the way they want to be treated. I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't like to personally gain if it hurts other people. So I like to stay on the right path. Take the hard road, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like, it sounds like you've been through a lot. Yeah. Well, I've seen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I, and I feel like um, experience doesn't always come from you going through stuff. Yep. Uh, sometimes it could be from what you see. Yeah. In another person's life, and yep. that's that's a really wise person. If I could look at my brother or my sister get burnt from the the fire, yeah, and be able to not go with with that curiosity that I have and, and try to go figure it out myself. Yeah. I think that makes you really wise and that, that's the experience too. Thank so you. yeah, you've seen a lot, yeah. but you also been through a lot, my yeah. boy. And I'm not going to lie, like, uh, like, what is it that made you really, really decided? Because anybody, anybody that um have those type of, that moral that you have now, mm-hmm. Like you care more about people. You're yes. trying to, I'm listening to the keywords and, and I didn't hear I, 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 me, 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 mm-hmm. you know, what I want to do, try to treat myself right. I mean, obviously you got to the point where you do, you, you kind of do that automatically. Yeah. And, and now you're about shedding that off to other people. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Like, what was this big thing that you went through to make you 
change so, your perspective. We'll get into it, but when I was like when I was 19, I was living in LA, which mm-hmm. is what we're gonna talk about. But I feel like I I lived the dream that our generation's chasing. Mm-hmm. I really did live it. I I I've lived in people's houses that are well known. I've partied with people that are well known. And the best way I can say it, it's the most empty feeling ever. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no satisfaction. There's no like living for yourself in that situation is so it just leaves you empty. Mm-hmm. So I kept chasing it and chasing it and chasing it. And the farther I got chasing it, the more I realized it, it's just unfulfilling. There's nothing to it. And so when I finally got out of the scene, I started like reevaluating, like, why did I feel happier before I started doing this? Mm-hmm. Why did I, what, what was different before I started social media? What was different before I moved to LA that now I don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, um, caring more about the community, caring more about the people around you, uh, really focusing on treating people right, not benefiting myself. And uh, once I started focusing on that, bro, my joy came back, my happiness came back. And then I was like, what's the point? Like, what's the point in chasing what I was chasing? So, Right. And um, you was talking about that emptiness. And, yeah. and bro, I'm pretty sure a lot of people who have the kind of the same mindset that we do, they went through that phase, yeah. you know, when yeah. they was trying to find completion and in external things yep. and in these material stuff. But then when when they went on that road and, and saw it for themselves, it was like there was nothing fascinated about it yep. anyways. It really didn't solve any problem yep. whatsoever. You know, so that's good to hear, man. Uh yeah. what's up, my brother? I mean, I'm just listening to y'all right now. But I think it is I think it is a really significant experience to go through. Mm-hmm. When you get to that point and everything's about self fulfillment and building up yourself. And then you feel like shit. Yeah. Because that's what everything's about. That's what, you know, everything you're doing is centered around, uh, you know, build, build, building up yourself. And then you get there and it's like, I don't feel nothing. Yeah. And then you realize that the only reason that you're feeling good is because you can make your brother or your sister feel yeah. good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that, that's really what I've understanding that I've come into mm-hmm. with it. You feel me? And now whenever I go into those states when, and whenever I do like psychedelic drugs or something, it's trying to rewire my mind and like redesign myself so that I can be more of a service yeah. to like the other people around me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, de- it's definitely good that you went to that experience early in life because there's yeah. like, chase that and chase yeah, that and chase it's a blessing. And you get to be like 35 or something. Midlife crisis. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good yeah. that you got that wisdom now and that you can just like take all these many more steps that you have mm-hmm. with that knowledge, you know? Yeah. And it reminds me of when you was, um, Remember the episode we did when you was talking about getting burnt out? Yeah. Like these people just go on this this travel and by the time they return with the news that, yo, it wasn't hitting on nothing, bro. It was not about nothing. Mm-hmm. And they want to come and share with people. By that time, a lot of people be burnt out, yeah. you know? And by the time you hit 30s, your, your mid-30s especially, if you, if, you don't, if you don't already have that fuel and that fire in you that you were supposed to yeah. uh gain uh during that 20s and late 20s and stuff like that if you don't have that fire to bring with you to keep you going tell you you're not going to be motivated yeah man because i feel like a lot of what we do now and once you reach a point of wisdom you get to the point of i'm building and i'm learning and i'm setting up these systems around myself so that when i'm gone 
everyone around me is good. Yeah. If you're just constantly on this path of self-fulfillment, bro, when you're gone, if anything, the people around you are going to be worse off because you didn't give no effort into supporting these people around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like, I feel like ha- ha- kind of having that mindset and kind of seeing, not having a myopic view, a short-sighted view of life and seeing beyond yourself even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Put, puts you into like a, di- a different kind of state. So. No, yeah. I agree. I think my biggest mindset change was when I really started to think like, you know, like planning out 10 years ahead, planning out five years ahead, where do I want to be? And like, I want a family. I want kids. I want a wife. You know what I'm saying? And like you're saying, if you're really only focusing on like your success or your benefits, it's important to like look forward and say, is this going to help my kids out in the future? Is this going to prepare my family? And yeah, it's, it's important. I get what you're saying. Yeah, man. Because a lot about like people talk about your diet and like what you eat and that's like good for like your body health and everything yep. a lot of people don't think about diet as in like what's on your feet yes what what would you put in your, your mind ear? what do you yeah. like what, what what are you feeding your spirit with yeah you know what i mean because your spirit needs food just like your body needs food you need that soul facts. food that soul food that's that soul, soul that's food. facts <laughs> yeah so i mean i feel like i feel like that's super important um just to just, just to have just to have that mindset i i wonder when you were out there in hollywood Cause, cause my kind of view of it is that this whole this whole city and the, like this whole economy that's been built there has been built around the facade and has been built around a lot of external things. Yeah, like you go to Rodeo Drive so you can be seen there, and you go to a lot of these parties so you can be seen. Yep. and a lot of it is about you know perception. Yes, perception to other people becomes your reality because yep. now you know you're on screen and if. You know, people can cancel you, and it's like yep. a, a lot of like the internal work that people do is is not valued. Yeah, you feel me? it's that's that's one of the reasons I left LA because like it's a constant, constant, constant like uh, fight because you're always around people and you're always having to keep up this like character in a way. Um, like I could I could say I definitely on the regular would interact with two three hundred people a day in my daily life. Mm. And I felt required to every person I interacted with be this TikTok kid or social media kid. And it wasn't like me. It wasn't like, you know, like sit down, have a real conversation like this. This never happened. This wasn't, no, you don't talk about life. You don't talk about your struggles. It's always like, what can I, what can I offer these people that they want to be around me? Like high energy, high spirit, high happiness, like Mm -hmm. this false facade. But yeah. And that reminded me the other day when we was talking about that culture so yeah. we did an episode on culture. Mm-hmm. And L.A., de- well, I wouldn't say L.A., Hollywood definitely sounds like it has its own culture right now. And it's built with a weak foundation. Yeah. And my only concern is, what is what do you think is the future for L.A.? If you were to, what do you see L.A. as? Do you want to get into it? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start with a little story that's going to lead into that question. Let's hear it. Um, I was, when I'm, I lived in LA for a year and I started like, you got to build up your ranks, like who you hang out with. Like some people just jump to the top. Like if you meet the right person, they like you, you kind of get invited into that click. Um, But it's, it's basically like a ladder. So late in my LA career, I was in a house with a bunch of famous people and it was I wouldn't call it like an initiation, but it was like a, I'm not too sure if it was the Illuminati or what it was, but I can tell you they, what happened was, is they got everyone in the house to take like crap ton of psychedelics, a bunch of shrooms, open up your, your subconscious so that they can implant information in there. And, uh, 
they had when everyone started tripping, they had a bunch of people come in, like girls and people that were all a part of this group, and go around and start whispering in everyone's ear this ideology of we're all gods. Every human on this earth is a god. And the bigger you get, the more fame you obtain, the more influence you have, you start becoming gods over gods. So the mindset in LA right now, which is scary, is that all these influencers, all these celebrities, they're convinced they are God. And their job is to become gods over the gods. And that's how you gain power. That's how you gain success. And so when you ask what is the culture for the future of LA, right now, I can tell you, it's these people are convinced that they are gods over the earth. Are they like striving to take over the world or is is that just contained within well, LA? It's a good question. I, I think they're striving for influence. I think influence is the most powerful thing. As far as they can go. No limitation. Dominating every square well, feet of this planet. Yeah, put yourself in the shoes if you think you're you think you're a god. Mm. Like what what is like like what is what is your goal? Your goal is to be God over everyone. Your goal is to be looked up at like love like a, a you want your followers, you want your the, the people to look up to you and want to be like you, like a God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's different representations of a God. There's the one true God. There's the religions that have many gods. And each one people look at and they go, they take attributes from that God and they say, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. They want to learn from it. So these people are convinced that the more influence they gain, they're becoming a greater God. And I I want you to kind of elaborate on something that I feel like is in connection with that. Um, This Will Smith and Mm. Chris Rock thing. Yeah. Does that, do you feel like that have uh, anything to do with it? First of all, that whole situation is weird. It didn't look right. Nothing about it looked right. It didn't look legit. It looked, at first I thought it was staged, but then I, I started like looking into it and I started realizing like the things I know based off of how Hollywood works. I would say Will Smith let's just talk how Hollywood talks, right? Right. Will Smith is a greater God than Chris Rock Mm -hmm. in the big picture, big scheme of things. Like Will Smith is a great God or up there. He's up there. He's got all the influence. He's got the power. So when a lower God is disrespecting you as a higher God, I'm pretty sure like if you look at Hollywood pictures, there's pictures of like celebrities with black eyes. There's pictures of these weird, like why would, why would this celebrity, why would the Pope have a black eye? He's got security. No one's touching him. But if if you disrespect a higher God, I think there's this this ideology that I have the right as a God to physically hit you or to punish you in a certain type of way to show you you can't do that to me. You don't have the right. I'm 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 better. I'm greater than you. So he he had to do something to show it. If he let it, yeah. If he sit back and let it happen, then he's he's basically he's giving Chris Rock the power to be a, a greater God in that moment. Yes, because news over there flies. Yeah. And I think that's how you, if everybody is dying of thirst for credibility Mm -hmm. and position and and influence and all that, and this type of news is going on, going around about you. Yeah. You know, you don't look so much as a guy that you want to be. Yeah. He's basically stepping on him. He's like, he's like, you're down here. I'm just stomp on your head a little bit. Disrespect your wife. That's hella crazy. I mean, that that's a crazy system that you just just explained of like yeah. set up here, right? Yeah. Because if they're looking at other other people in Hollywood as yo, I'm above you, I'm a god. Imagine how they're looking at 
normal people yes. living in Iowa, normal people living mm. in Africa. You yeah. Know, they, that's not even in their mindset. No. Besides, like, let me get this person to follow me. Yep. And then my next thought is like, all right, you want to be a God. You want to be a leader. You want all these people to listen to your influence. But where are you leading them to? It's, and yeah. it feels like a lot of people are just using this influence in like a capitalistic kind of sense of like just growth upon growth upon mm-hmm. growth. And nothing stops until you have you're around the whole world and then like it's he it's even to the point where like okay well how am i going to get this mother who has this baby to have this baby 50 years from now still be you thinking know, about me thinking about me yep you know what i mean it yeah it's like it's 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 a very odd psych, psych, psychological play yeah that they're doing right here because even when you think of yourself as a god you almost have no um you almost have no rights over any or not not no rights but you have no responsibility over anybody mm-hmm. because you're higher than them you know what i mean like when you're praying to god god doesn't necessarily need your prayers he yep. accepts them and he wants them but he don't need them yeah right you feel me so like if you're at that point bruh you don't that's scary it's scary and then to think about it, this is the scary part about it i feel like it's at the point now where they want to spread that concept to these people the, these regular people mm-hmm. if, as they want to say um, because if you look at social media and if a person got clout, yep, it's the same exact concept. It doesn't matter if this person is in LA or if this person lived next door to me, you know, uh-huh. for example, I know people right now that have over 800 something thousand followers mm-hmm. and it's kind of like they're respected off of that rather than who they truly are. Yeah, Clout's a currency now. And, and clout's the currency. Clout's a currency. Yeah. Man, we gotta we we have to remember that one. Clout is clout. Yeah, clout's a currency, which is which is a sad thing. It's it not is not being glorified. It is no, you know, it's glorifying yourself. I mean, take it back to. I mean, I'm a big so I'm gonna just put this out there. I'm a big follower of like scripture now. Um, take it back to the first sin, where the devil literally went up to Eve and said, "You want the knowledge of God. You want to be like God." What, that was literally the first thing he he convinced her to do something, making her feel that. like she didn't have she didn't have the knowledge of God. She mm. didn't wasn't a god in and of herself, it, and we're still living that today, like you're saying, man. And look at the devices that we're using, yeah, that's spreading the same ideology we're talking about. Because even the God thing plays into new new age spirituality, yep. right? Everyone's a god, but look at the back of your phone, bro. Just like you were saying, it's an apple, apple. Yep. with a bite taken out of it yep. that represents the fall from us living in this, you know, heavenly place in paradise yep. to falling down to earth because we wanted to. And I feel like a lot of like the technological practices as we view them in the West is a play to kind of retake that. You yeah. I mean, retake to be gods on earth because like we're, we're using this like material world and like wanting to be masters over it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wanting to be masters over this domain instead of. You know, working working in uh, in synchronicity with them, mm-hmm. you feel mm-hmm. me. So e- even like on the new age spirituality thing, like everybody thinking they're a god, man. There there, there can be no collaboration between gods. You yep. Know I mean? there, there 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 is one god, and they're god sovereign. They believe they're sovereign. yes. Yeah. And you know what? Um, just to touch back on what you were saying about what happened in the garden. Yeah. The devil's objective is to keep as much people. Yeah, biting that Comes fruit. To kill, kill, or steal, whatever destroy. fruit it was. I don't know. Some say apple, but we're gonna go with apple because <laughs> why in the hell does that apple actually have a bite mark in it? Yeah, and and then what? I have so much questions, but I also have a lot of um, guesswork. Yeah, uh, inside the answers that I have for my yeah. own questions. Yep, and I just want to hear it from you guys. Yeah. Like, 
Hollywood. Let's yeah. tap back into Hollywood okay. because the Hollywood that I know, I've never looked at it in depth like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm such an open minded person where it's like I don't buy into a belief, but I don't close myself out of something being actually yeah. true outside of what I know. And that's yeah. that's a learn you you're learnable, you're teachable mm-hmm. at that point. And I feel like I'm still in that stage. What what happened to you in Hollywood? It's a great question. Um I can say I was protected. I can say there were a lot of things that should have happened to me that weren't. Um and that's that's got to be God, but I witnessed a lot. I witnessed um like there's this term that gets thrown around that people don't really understand selling your soul. They think it's like this take a pen, sign a contract. It it's it's way more spiritual. It's way more um when when you are presented with a way of life and when you're presented with this like for example sin or when you're you're presented with um what am I trying to say? There's a way to live. Mm-hmm. And we know when we do right it feels good. But the world has convinced these not convinced but they've they've the celebrities have bought into this ideology that when I know I'm doing something wrong and when I know I'm screwing over the world but it brings me up in success that's selling your soul anyone can sell their soul any day it's mm. that ideology of knowing what's right and knowing in your heart I'm about to do something that's not right but I'm going to continue doing it because I'm going to gain off of it that's selling your soul in a way mm. and and I think the the rappers I so I met a producer once made music for anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and he's talking about how, I don't know if it's trippy rat. It was an artist that he said, I walked in the studio and he was in the room talking to something, not of this earth. He's like, I can't describe it. And I saw it in his eyes. Like some, you, when you're looking someone in their eyes and you can see like, they're not like making this up. They weren't like high on something, seeing stuff. He's like, I saw a creature that is not on this earth. Right. And homie was sitting there talking to it. He's like, I couldn't understand them, but they were just having a conversation. So like you got, you got demons in record studios now just chatting up with these artists. So now the artist knows all these, cons- like, like religion is so based off faith because we don't see it. But if you're an artist in a room seeing it and you're still choosing to be on that side, mm. they're selling their soul. They know it's real. They, there's the proof is in the pudding. It's right in front of them. And they're still on that wrong side. They've sold their soul. Right. Yeah. It's like when you know the difference between righteousness and unrighteousness, you see that what you're doing is unrighteous, but still make a clear decision to continue doing that. Yeah. But the devil also has a lot of power is what we have to understand. Yes. Like you talk about, you talk about uh, when Jesus went to the desert, Mm -hmm. right? And he went to the desert for 40 days, fasted, dry fasted, and the devil would come to him every so often he would lift them up off the earth and be like, all this can be yours. Uh, makes a Jew to me. Mm-hmm. He, he said, he said, no, Shaitan. And he lift him up, showed him more. He said, no, Shaitan. Lift him up, showed him the whole world. All of this can be yours if you prostrate to me. How yeah. many people on this earth are going to take that? You feel me? They so that's, that, that's the wager that the devil is presenting these yeah. people with. This lifestyle that you want that you was talking about where you can have all the drugs, all the women, all the everything that you want uh-huh. can be yours if you just do for me. As I want you to do. Yeah. If you make all these people, you know, come to me and like, and the imagery is out there. It's clear. Yeah. It's so yeah. clear. I've been a rolling loud dog. They yeah. got upside down crosses. They, they got, got sa- Satan popping up on the screens. Yeah. It's, it's right out in our face. Right. 
And the, the, the part that sucks about it is the analogies. The people can't def- decipher the analogies because these stories that's told, they think of them in the literal sense. Yeah. So, for example, I'm going to use something you just said. Okay, he lift them up off the ground and, and showed him this and lift them up. And sometimes that can translate into uh, the devil just exposing you to something, mm-hmm. to something that you really really want and, yeah. and you will be challenged. God don't tempt people as far as I know. He might test you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a test. If I have a son, I'm testing your ass. Like, yeah. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to tempt yeah. you. I'm not going to put you in a position. Tell to him do not that. to eat the cookie and put the cookie jar right in front of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think people are having this, this confusion going on. And I, that's why a lot of it become make believe and a lot of it become like stories and myths and, mm-hmm. and just, you know what I mean? Yeah. When really the whole the whole meaning flew over their head. You know what I mean? On a lot of stories. I could sit here and go over all of them, but I really, what's up, my brother? I mean, it's meant to be a, it's meant to be a timeless story, right? Mm-hmm. These are all like metaphors that can be used to, to stretch over all of history. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because like the human condition is constant. Yeah, the human struggle is constant. We've all come here with similar DNA, with similar wants, with similar desires, and a similar higher purpose. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's the same thing that they went through in this time, even though it might look like look like a different form, like the prostitute offering a little water to the dog, like that that got her to heaven. That might be in a different form now. You feel me? Like even an artist you're saying is on this path. Maybe he makes just one song. Going this other way, like the Jesus's walk for Kanye. Yeah, maybe just that one thing got him into there. But the these stories aren't meant to be taken literally. They're meant to they're they're meant to be taken, and the lessons are supposed to be extracted from them and applied to time now. Yeah, you feel me? So, I mean, even so, we're even talking about the word Hollywood. If you break down that wood, it's the holy wood. Yeah, right. It's like the magic wand that they're gonna that they that they wave around. And their influence is spread over the whole world. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Hollywood bro, taking over America. American culture is universal. Yeah. Completely universal. From mm-hmm. this one city, you're talking about this this one city and like the 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 mindset that's going on now. That's everywhere that they're trying to like mm-hmm. foster that and bring that out of people. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it's bringing people away from away from the highest source. Yep. You know what I mean? Because like even if you go north to, to Silicon Valley. Yeah, their whole thing is like, yo, with the AI thing and with like the Neuralink, like they're trying to create the whole thing of Silicon Valley is like, I want to create a full person without a mother and a father. Yeah, if they can do that, they have they have taken over and they will feel like God. Yeah. Right. But there's there, there's a story in Islam of like a man who did that, and he took some dirt and he took some clay and he took some water and he sculpted this man and he was talking. God was like, that's cute. Well, <laughs> go make your own dirt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't make it dirt. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's it, it's it's very interesting because this because this goes into so many different things. Even like the ritual you were talking about. Yeah. Like the initiation. Like mm-hmm. these are real things. Yeah. That have real power that people are using. Yeah. You feel mm-hmm. me? Even like I don't know if you know about the how the World Bank was founded. The World Bank was founded in uh in like Brenton Woods, New Hampshire, and this was like a very significant like burial ground for Native Americans. And 44 nations came together and they made this new international monetary system, this new world bank system. The U.S. became the the standard 
other countries, the U.S. could trade a dollar for gold and other countries would have to trade for a dollar and then trade the dollar for gold. So everything. And in order to consecrate this, they had to go through these rituals. They had to go to this abandoned place. They had to be on this land that had all this spiritual power on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know if like, what, what, what is your experience with people actually playing with, with, with those kind of like rituals and rites and like spiritual, um, spiritual entities in order to further themselves? Like- so I think, so there's, there's, the thing is there's, there's flesh and there's spirit. There's things you can do that benefit your flesh. And this is a lot of ritual things like we hear about like uh, adrenochrome, you hear about uh, all these things Hollywood does, and that's to benefit their flesh. Because you get to a point where, and it's it's sad to say, I don't think it's true, but it's sad to say like they think that you get to the point where you can't enjoy anything anymore when you've experienced everything. It's like, what else can I enjoy? And they use these sinful things to just entertain their flesh. But spirits, um, I don't know, crazy story, this same producer that was telling us that story, we were renting a house up in Calabasas and we found this picture uh, in the attic and it was like weird. It was like, it looked like satanic, like it was like a pentagram with like writing around it, super weird. And there were people in the house that are like believers and and uh, they they like, we need to burn it. We need to get rid of it. This ain't right. We're living in this house. We can't have it attached to us. And the producer who had been, first of all, been telling us about how he's about to be a millionaire. He's already made it. He basically told us like, I made a deal. I know for a fact in six months, I'm gonna be rich. He's like, no, nah, I want it. He's like, that. that's, I'm into that type of stuff. He's like, I've read every religious book. I've done all this stuff. I want that. So homie takes it. Uh, two days later, came in the middle of the night and hung it up on our fence. We don't know why. Weirdest thing ever, hung it up on our fence. We didn't know to the morning after, but that same night, we had two kids sleeping in the garage and they sleeping on a mattress, looking up at the uh, attic, attic door. And they said the attic light turned on, just flipped on. So there, and the only light switch to the attic was in the attic. So they think, oh, there's someone in the attic. So they wake everyone in the house up and they're like, yo, we need to call the cops or someone in the attic. And then we're like, homie, homies are holding broomsticks. Everything's going on. And, uh, we're like, let's check it out first. We pull the attic door down. We get up there. There's no one up there. But this light just flipped on. And then come to find out, we wake up in the morning and there's this pentagram thing hanging on our fence. Now, I can't tell you what he gained from it. I don't know. But I think it was definitely some weird spirit. I don't know. So speaking of, of that story, man, it kind of had me thinking about Jamaica. And I don't know if that means a lot to a lot of people with... Anything in the islands, especially, they kind of like brought that tradition, that's those spiritual tradition from Africa and kind of like put it in these places. And you know, the, the, uh, the Indians was also mm-hmm. there. They were very spiritual. Ritualistic, yeah. So down there, you see some creepy stuff, like stuff that I've never seen here before. Like I, I've never seen like anything, no ghost stories or nothing here, mm-hmm. you know? But when I was there, that's when I knew, but I was so young. Yeah. But that already solidified the fact that it's real. It's real. You know? Yeah. And as I got older and I started understanding what I was seeing when I was younger, I'm like, oh, snap. The devil is really real. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not a game. And yeah. Even when I started doing things like um, astral projecting and and entering, playing with the spiritual world. Yeah. When I was younger, I was I was really lost. And I just had to go explore because I felt like a walking question mark. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. 
Yeah. So I was playing with all these religions. I was playing with all these different um, belief systems and coming to find out, bro, you, you just need to, we just need reassurance that it's real. Yeah. And it's kind of remind me of your story of you coming back here mm-hmm. as if you've been saved. Yeah. And I felt like, I feel like I've been saved yeah. because in that time you could have been swallowed up yeah. by the ground. Yes. Because you was literally on the devil's stomping ground. Yeah. Now you got some distance. I was on his team. Yeah. I'm Which is to scary to say. Yeah. Real shit. And, and it's funny because even before I went to prison, I was on his team here, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it wasn't more in a spiritual sense. It was more on a like, like, nigga, you dumb. Like, you just make, you just doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, whatever. You know what's right and you're still doing what's wrong. Yep. That's why. But no, nah, man, I definitely appreciate you, appreciate you like sharing that, bro. Yeah. But I want to hear like the, the, the exile. The exile part, like you leaving prodigal son coming yeah. back. What happened? Um, I felt lost, like you're saying. I felt really lost. Like when I was, uh, I moved back to Florida February of 2020, right before COVID. In that time period, from February to probably like June or July of that year, literally, I was in like I felt like a mental psychosis. Like I would hang out with people, hang out with my home friends, and I literally just. I'd go home. I wouldn't remember, like, remember what we did. I could only think about what I was thinking about. Like, I wasn't looking through my eyes. I was thinking with my head. And uh, all because of everything I experienced in L.A., like, all the people screwing each other over. I witnessed managers sleeping with people, promising them a contract and not giving it to them. I witnessed, like, just so much stuff that, like, I was so consumed in realizing how evil the world is that my will to live was just gone. Cause I'm like, how, why, what's the point of living in this world when there's all the, like, it's so evil. Why would I want to be a part of it? Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, like I was escaping with mushrooms. I was smoking a lot of weed and I just felt like that was the only time where I had to myself where I could just block everything out and really like feel anything. Right. Um, and it was one night I was in my parents' house and I was just like on their couch weeping. Just, just in the two in the morning, just crying. This was in LA. This is here. This is when I moved back from Florida. Um, I was just crying. I was like, what? "There's got to be something. Like there, like there's no way humans live on this earth. Even people that like get exposed to what I got exposed to, like how do they have a will to live?" And uh, it, long story short, in that moment, I basically like God spoke to me and just made me revealed to me that I was lost. Revealed to me that like my time in LA was an experience for me to learn and not identify the world as that, but to realize that there's parts of the world like this and there's so much good. And I started to think about all my home friends, all my family that love me, that are good people. And, uh, in that moment, I basically just said like, listen, I'm going to live for God. Like, that's it. Like, Mm. that's the only thing I think I can do that would change how I feel. I woke up the next day, everything changed. Mm. Yeah. Man, that reminded me of a story. Um, when I was in prison, uh, I got close to coming home because I was down what I was down six years at this point. Mm-hmm. And when you're getting close to going home, like you're not worried about messing up now because like you made it. Yeah, and I go home next year. Like you're around people who's never going home. Yeah, and almost eighty five percent of the people around you, the ninety percent of the people around you, are not going home either within the next twenty five years mm-hmm. or never getting out. Period. Yeah, you know. So I felt like okay, I'm about to go home. I got the temptation. I ain't got to worry about the temptation. It's right next to me. Like, yeah. 
uh, there's there's fucking bad influence everywhere in prison, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you have to just know which ones are the good ones. Yep. You know, and I chose to hang with the good ones, but I always had this soft spot for the bad stuff because that was me at some point. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. You know, being bad is kind of enjoyable, but is it is it something you're willing to do knowing that it's wrong? Mm-hmm. Hell no. You know, but uh, so when I got close to going home, I was just like, man, I'm going to hang out. So all my friends that wanted, well, they wasn't really my friends, but all the people that wanted always try to get me to smoke a stick of molly yep. or or do bad stuff. Like I bought into it. I was like, man, let me hit that shit. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm about to be out of here. Yeah. And I hit, man, listen, when I hit it, the dude that saw me, he's an older, older dude. He walked up to me. He said, all right, young buck, I'm going to holler at you, man. And I'm like, what the hell? First of all, I felt embarrassed because I, I had a reputation, this clean reputation. Yep. I, you would never really see me around bad influence. I mean, I got along with the dudes that did, did bad stuff, but I never indulged in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when he came up and told me that, later on he told me, he was like, that's what I meant when I told you, like, See you later because mm-hmm. you're gonna be gone. All it takes is that one hit of that stick. And I'm telling you, after I hit that first stick, I became hooked to Molly. Yeah. I'm talking about to the point where every night I'm up. Sometimes I'm the only one that's up. Even Molly smokers are coming up to me like, bro, take your ass to sleep. Like, yeah. Dang. I'm there back to back rolling sticks, just going. I'm up, I'm paranoid, I'm tripping, and I'm just like out of there. I lost. I was at like like 217 pounds, fam. Mm-hmm. And I dropped down to like 160. Yeah. All this happened, not only because I was going home, I went to work release and I messed up work release and came back to prison. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard it is to leave that place, go touch go freedom? Back. Even though I'm still in a prison, but I get to leave and go to work. So I'm out there in the real world. And then to make one mistake and they send you back to prison to finish finish up the rest of your time there. It was hurtful. Yeah. I felt. And then everybody's looking at me like. What'd you do that for? <laughs> not only that, it's like you ungrateful. You don't yeah. even appreciate freedom. Like yeah. you got people in here that's that's doing life and you out there. Man, yeah. you playing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. So it was, it was. I was embarrassed. It was all type of stuff. So I got, I got on that Molly even harder, and I yep. dropped to like 160. I was skinny out. You couldn't even recognize me no more. Mm. Like, it was crazy. But then I went when I when I got tired of it, and I really wanted help, but I couldn't help myself. I went to the chapel. So in prison, they have a chapel where you can go to and stuff. And I just sat in there, bro. And I sat in the back, all the way in the back, where nobody can see me because that shame. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I need, I needed God. And it's not yeah. like I don't know God at that time. I still, I knew God. So it's like, I felt like prodigal son. I went way out yep. to go do this exploring on and, your own. And, and it's like, now I'm at that, I'm at that threshold that I'm not trying to pass. Yeah. I'm going to scream for help before I pass that threshold. Yeah. You know, and I went inside that church and the preacher got up there and she's looking at me and she's like, you went so far away from God, but yeah. he's been waiting on you with open arms. Yep. Welcome back. And I promise you, she wasn't talking to me. Well, she was. She was. God was talking to you. She was talking God to me, was talking bro. To you. God was talking to Through me, her. bro. Yeah. I broke out sobbing. And one of my friends, he was sitting next to me. He just did this. 
He didn't even look at me. He just pulled out a napkin. <laughs> like this. It's all right, my brother. It's all right. Let it out. Open the floodgates. Yep. Yeah. And after that, I sharpened back up. Yeah. I didn't care about nothing. Know what nobody say. Nothing. Like, bro, if you ain't got the, the power to destroy my soul and destroy me beyond just the destruction that you really understand. Yeah. If you can't do that, I don't care. I don't care. I got to get right with God. There's power in redemption, bro. And then after that, he just started opening up the doors for everything. Yep. To where even where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. He's put good people in my life, such as yourself, <laughs> which is amazing to have you on the show. bro. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For real, man. Uh-huh. Thank you for your time. And for Mick, sure. George, y'all, y'all, y'all can't see him. He in the background right now, but that's the man behind the camera. Yeah. Listen, none of this wouldn't be happening right now without him, you know, but so you're out of Hollywood now. Yep. What are you doing now? Who are you now? So I played for a long team for a while and I know how it made me feel. I know how it left me. And I, I, so when I did my 180 switch to play for the other team to, to play for, I mean, I, I just simply create, like look at it as good and evil. And uh, every little decision you do in life decides what side you're on. Even how you treat someone, how you, how you, your politeness towards a waiter, whatever you do, it's all, it's all wrapped into it. Um, now in life, I'd say my goal is just giving up my wants and needs and, and just giving it up to God saying like, whatever you want. Cause like if, not even saying if, but if God is a perfect God and he's all knowing, he knows the best life for me that I don't know. So it's it's not my job to try to rule and say, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this. It's my job to put my hands up and say, put the situations in front of me. And you know when it is. You know when it's the right person. You know when it's the right situation. Um, you can feel it. It's it's You can tell the difference between like someone in front of you that the devil is trying to get you off the track and someone in front of you that like God's saying, this is someone that needs to be in your life. Um, and I can only do that by really just... Every day, reminding myself who I am, what I'm here for, who, what side I'm on. Uh, it's it's easy to go two weeks without even thinking about God. Sometimes in my life, and then I and then I'll wake up and I'll be like, "What am I doing?" And I'll look at my two weeks. I'm like, "That was the crappiest two weeks of my life." Like, what, what what was I doing? And then I'm like, "Oh wait, I was doing this for myself. I was talking to this girl for myself. I was doing this. I I went out. You know what I'm saying?" And mm. so now it's really just. I, I strive for perfection, even though it's not obtainable, but I strive to be a perfect human being in God's eyes. Has God showed you your purpose, your true purpose yet? So I would say, okay, I would say for me as a human being in my soul, yes, but not career-wise, which is okay. But um, in the past year, my purpose has been, I've had three people that were so off in life not even God had never been, the name of Jesus had never been spoken to them. Now they're, they're in their Bibles. They're just through my influence of trying to be the best person I can. They recognize it and they go, how can I get what you have? And that's like crazy. Like I say it so humbly, but like, it's crazy because that's never happened in my life. I've lived my own life and no one's came up to me and saying like, how do I be more like you? And my answer is be more like him. So that's definitely my purpose now is just be an example for others. Definitely being from someone that was like had fame, had the had the celebrity status, was living in celebrities' houses, and people go, "Why'd you give it up?" And I'm like, "Cause I God told me to. Cause I'm on His team." And then 
they can't like conceptualize that. They're like, why would you give up the most desired human thing, which is fame, influence, money, sex and drugs to now be working a normal job? And I'm like, cause the simplicity of it is life is meant to be enjoyed with God, not pushing the extremes of how can I be successful on this earth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting that like whole process you went through of reshaping yourself mm-hmm. and like, cause it's really an everyday thing and it's like a slow process that yeah. has to take place. Cause if you're on one path for a long time, you've tied a lot of knots in your head or just, you know, done certain things. It's going to take a lot longer to untie those knots, yep. to tie those knots and a lot more effort and a lot more willpower. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like all of us kind of go through that because just of the because of the images that are like projected out you feel me mm-hmm. we know every big drug dealer that was here in the 80s you feel me do we know about any great black inventors do we know about any any of like just like the great people who really like were behind and like architected our society it's yeah like, yo these are the people that we should be looking up to these are the people who we should take um influence from and the highest version of those on earth are the prophets Yep. You feel me? So the more you learn about them and the more, not only Jesus, not only Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, but all of them. Yeah. Musa, like they all have something for you to take from them. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So like, like going through that redesign process um, and one, like, like wanting to be like, God, I wonder if there was like anybody in particular that you, that you really looked at of like, yo, th- 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 this is a person or this is a story. Or this is a situation that I kind of want to, uh, that I can take positive, that I can take positive uh, blessings from and just improve myself. Off yeah. Of this. You feel me? Um, I'll say I'm very, because of what I've lived through, I'm very slow to look at a human being and want to be like them mm-hmm. because I've lived through the extremes of influence because everybody has their faults. But it's a great question. I, I'd say I grew up in a really good household. I was blessed with my parents were very particular about who I hung out with. I wasn't allowed to go to a friend's house unless my parents talked to their parents. Like they were very, they set up my childhood to make sure that I was only around like good people. And when I was doing that 180 switch, it was more of my upbringing and realizing how happy and joyful these people were and loving and actually caring. And like my parents and the people they chose I'd be around. And then I compared it to like, my LA friends or like the people I've been choosing to hang out with now, there's a big difference of just people that care about you, care about us, care about the people around them versus the person that cares about themselves. And that's like a kid that doesn't look so flashy. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Trying to get used to it. It's a constant thing. Mom yeah. and dad are happy. But bro, mom and dad have been together for 25 years and been yep. on this earth for 55 or however long. Yeah. And they're still happy. You feel me? You yeah. Can go out somewhere and get miserable in a year mm-hmm. miserable in two months mm-hmm. so like whenever i'm looking at like older people and they just have this light coming out of them like just this eminence i'm just like yo there's some knowledge that you have for yes me of like how to go through life and how to not just have the sands of time just ground you down yes you know yeah. what i mean because like that's that's very possible especially living here in america mm-hmm. where you just have this constant anxiety constant stress of survival so i mean i feel what you're saying it's really everyday people mm-hmm. you feel me that are that are the people who like, I, I, I just want to be like my yeah. friends, people I hang around, you feel me? So, and I feel like that's kind of what we're doing here. Like everybody's their own version of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Everyone, every, every, everyone can be, you know, an influence on the next person. Yes. That's crazy that you said that there's like th- those three people who you brought. Cause like, I kind of did the same thing with my friend of like bringing my friend to Islam and kind of bringing him to the masjid, having mm-hmm. him pray. 
um and it, and and we were able to go on that go on that path together together yeah, yeah it's a journey and that's, and that's a super special thing yep you feel me and i feel like i don't know for me like you were talking about like the two weeks that you were going through and like you didn't even think about god yeah um because I, I would go through like the same things like i want to be a part of this i want to like you know tap into that consciousness and i want to and i want to be on that level but how there had to be a point where I would like fully submit to it mm-hmm. and fully just be a part of that. And for me, that was going through Ramadan and fasting. Because mm-hmm. if you're fasting feast of Bilal and the cause of Allah, every day you wake up and you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it, yeah. This, this, this is yeah, why fasting's crazy. Yeah, fasting's crazy. This is why I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. doing it for a higher purpose. You feel me? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, it's just, it's just, it's just good. It's just good, yeah. good practice. You feel me? We had a conversation the other day, me and Flo, about like, he asked me, do I, do I enjoy like religion versus just having your own like concept of God? And I just tell him we, we were agree we were in agreement, but like there's parts of religion that are set up, for example, fasting so that you can keep yourself in the presence of God. And, and it's, it's important to, you're not like giving up anything. You're not like doing anything, but it's important to stay in those practices that have been on this earth for so long. Cause it works. Like I, I need to start. Thank you. I need to fast again because like it's such a good reminder. But there's there's practices that have been established by humans, but by given by God that He goes. I'm giving you this. I'm giving you this task. I'm giving you this activity so that you can get close with me. But yeah, that's dope. Honestly, I feel like those practices are they're they're necessary. Bro. Yes, because obviously. If you want to be a good basketball player, you got to go out there and learn these tricks. Yep. You got to go out. If you want to master that behind the back and finger roll and all that, you got to practice. You mm-hmm. got to put in that work. And I feel like that's what the um, these methods are that that God kind of, like you said, hand to man to spread to the people. And they got boxed in this word called religion. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is good. It is good for you physically and spiritually. And that's always your reminders. Sometimes we don't remind ourselves up here, but when we already set ourselves, we trained ourselves to be on automatic with, with, with keeping God in your presence, you know, by your daily activity, your daily way of thinking, giving up fleshly desires, your, your daily way of dealing with people. Like there's just certain things I can't do to people. Mm -hmm. It's not, I know it's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like I used to be like a little thief, you know? I yeah. didn't mind taking stuff from Walmart. I didn't mind right. just not like crazy stuff. I wasn't but like now even Walmart, like they're they got millions and millions of dollars. I'm mm-hmm. taking a soda, they're not gonna mind, but it's like that's not what God wants me to exactly. do. Exactly. It, it's it's not gonna hurt them, it's not gonna hurt me, but it's like it's the bigger picture. Absolutely. It's the little activities that just make you that separate you from God in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then go to go to tying it in with influence, like there's people watching. Yep. The, these people around you it's are facts. watching. It's just like how you were talking about your friends. Like, like yo, I changed your life by just being me. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the man that, you know, the higher power chose for me to be by me submitting to that. And then these people come around and they're like, man, how do you get that? Mm-hmm. How do you have that? You know what I'm saying? I remember even, not, not to keep bringing up prison stories, but that's that's kind of my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I was in prison, there was this old school. So how it is, it's bunk beds and it makes like a horseshoe. So think about like a whole bunch of belt bunk beds aligned on this wall and they're bunk, they're, they're double beds. But in the middle of that horseshoe, 
they're single beds. Mm. And they usually put people who can't climb up on a top bed or or medically there was um assigned to a single bed. Mm-hmm. They're in the middle. So there's this old school dude that I just used to watch. And I used to be like, how in the hell you not bothered by this stuff? Yeah. And I remember I was like, man, if I want advice from anybody, man, I want advice from him on how to be humble. What is what what the hell do you even if even if you don't even know you're doing it or whatever, I just want to ask him and see mm-hmm. if you know. And I went up to him and I'm like, "Yo, what's up? <laughs> yeah, how you do that? Because mm-hmm. there's people watching. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one that saw that. Like, yo, damn, dude is very yeah. humble. When shakedown is going on, when a person is getting stabbed up, when when chaos is going around, all of a sudden this person just have that that inner peace. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, uh, we're being watched, bro. Yeah. We're being watched, and, it's, and I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're here. Thank you, yeah. Um, even if you were in L.A. with the mindset you have now. Now? Yeah, it'd be you, different. Yes. I went to L.A. in May, and uh, I was able to go to church with friends. It was like a, it was just a home group thing that they just got together and talked about God. And it was just so crazy for me because I have such a dark, negative picture of L.A., the energy there. You can just feel it. But to be there and to be involved in like the light is it was cool. Um, I always wonder if I'm going to go back. I know that God put me through those situations for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't just put me in those situations so that I can live the rest of my life myself knowing this why I'm like talking about it here. But like there's there's God like I don't know. I don't want to say it's my plan, but God definitely has a plan for me to hopefully expose the lies, hopefully expose the people. But we'll see. Yeah. And and. Even with the with the podcast right now, mm-hmm. um, what we're doing here is we're pretty much um, going back to yeah. save people. Yep. Um, I know we can't like throw ropes and can't come back and grab your hand physically for a lot of people, but thank God for these devices that we could have been using them for, you know, our own selfish reasons yep. or whatever, but instead. We, we, we mapped out a mission and we're sticking to that mission. So if you're watching this right now, we are actually, our intention at least is to put that effort for it to help everyone that is watching. Because inside of these, these walls of information that is being given to you, it's, it's solutions in there. You know, these stories, just like we was talking about some stories. Yeah, he said it out of his mouth. But if you can see the lesson in there, mm-hmm. if you can really yep. take take me out the picture when I'm telling the story and see where that solves something for you, especially when the problem is so common. You know what I'm saying? So that's good, man. That's good. I feel like I feel I, I don't know why. I have a strong feeling you're probably gonna as you get older, you're probably gonna take a trip out to LA, man. Yeah, you're gonna go on a mission. Yeah, for sure. Missionary. It'll happen. That'd be that'd be dope. That would be dope. Yeah. To go back and save the same people like yeah. that you were or like something you was a part of. To go in there and split that up and kind of like save it from mm-hmm. the inside out and stuff. Or save, like that. Yeah, just one person. Sick, right. <laughs> yeah, and if you need us to come with you, yeah. we got you, bro. Okay, yeah, for sure. You, know? you are some solid people. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good, man. I don't even, like, yeah. There anything you want to leave the people with like if there's anything i need like two things from you that that you want to leave the people with like some most the most valuable things you can think of all right um all right two things one i'm gonna i'm gonna say 
you got to be careful who you, what you let in on social media, music. Because like the world really does not understand how influence works to a psychological degree. That when you're looking up to someone, your brain starts to want to be like them. And so like the first two commandments have one God before you don't bow down to any idols. Don't become, don't let your influencers become your idols. It's big. Uh, and, and it happens without you even realizing it. Like when you wake up in the morning and you go, oh my gosh, my favorite YouTuber, my favorite TikToker dropped a video today. I got to go check it out. Mm-hmm. Do you think about that before God? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's now becoming your idol over God. Um, and then secondly, I just say life is so short. Like, like the, the, this conversation is so deep and it's so good to have these conversations to help the people. But at the same time, like, like, start to realize really what makes you happy and joyful, which is loving others, the simple things. Our world is so distracted on becoming millionaires and buying Bugattis and Lamborghinis and flying across the world and owning a nice watch when it's, that's not what truly is going to really give you the satisfaction in life. It's those, these relationships, these conversations. Put yourself in situations where you can really... Like an, like, we were, like an hour just went by and it felt like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's because I'm sitting, we're sitting here doing something that like is truly beneficial and that we love versus striving for these things that just are so unsatisfying. So yeah, to the people, love yourself, love life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Cause it, the reason why I love it is because you gave eternal information. Yeah. You didn't come on here and like gave some, some temporary stuff. You know? Yeah. This is, no matter how much time you heard it and how simple it sounds to you, that is universal information right there. Mm-hmm. You can take with you for the rest of your life. And once you get it, spread it to others. Yeah. It's important. Absolutely. Yeah. What we want everybody to go up. I mean, I got, I got one thing that I could leave. And I feel like this is kind of what we've been talking about. <clears throat> like, look, look into other people for entertainment. Look into other entities for things. Look into material to fill yourself up. And you got everything that you have inside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't live in that state of lack. Yeah. Don't live in that state of like, I need I need this girl so that I can complete myself. I need this car so I can look like this. Like, dog, you have diamonds and crystals encoded into your DNA. Mm-hmm. You just have to find ways that you can tap into that and just bro, just explore just explore yourself. Have a couple minutes a day where you just listen to yourself. Tap in and listen to your heartbeat. Yeah. You feel me? Tap in and listen to your breath. Be aware of how you're breathing. Are you, are, you feel me? Because like even from that, you can tell if you have like certain problems like in your lungs, like, man, just take a couple minutes a day and just be aware. My other thing would be right when you wake up. So y'all, y'all have no excuses. I got distracted. I got that. Like one test I use for myself to kind of see where I'm at. How long after I wake up do I say, Alhamdulillah? How after, long after I wake up do I say, Praises be to God. He just mm-hmm. saved me from this lesser death and brought me back to yeah. my body. You feel me? Certain days it'd be like an hour. Yeah. It's like, damn, I forgot. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I just took that shit for granted. Yeah. Quick. So, I mean, don't take your blessings for granted, man. We're in, we're, we're in this place in this country that is fucked up in a lot of ways, but has so much for us to gain from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't look your blessings in the face and like dis- disregard them. Mm-hmm. Let me use them to be better. Use don't be enslaved by these things, but be a master over these things. Absolutely yeah. powerful, powerful, yeah. more universal information, y'all. 
I love it. How y'all feeling? I know y'all love it. I wish I could hear y'all right now. Yeah. For real, for real. That, yes, that, sir. Cameraman yes, in the back going yes. crazy. He going crazy. <laughs> he love it. <laughs> hey, listen, he could barely focus on the cameras because he's so locked in. This is Jules being handed yeah. to an innocent child. Yep. All of us are innocent child. If you strip a man of his clothes, of his of all his things that he obtained in his life, all these material things, all the things that that give him a sense of identity. If you strip him of all that, you're going to see a little child. You're going to feel sorry for them. You're going to want to help them. You're going to you're going to see that person for who they are. That's why when a person does something, understand that that's not truly them that's doing it. It's whatever they're possessed by at that moment. Hopefully they're possessed by the spirit of the most high. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of times we just need to like you said, bro, step back. Step back, man, mm-hmm. so you can see the bigger picture. Like, what I can't see. Oh, oh definitely can't see. <laughs> I can't see my hand if my hand is all up in my face. Yeah. If I take my hand back and I can really see how it's sculpted, I can really see how defined it is. I can see how carefully and how much attention was put into this. But a lot of us, mm-hmm. we can't see because we're so locked in and, and 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 have like a front row seat when some of us need to go sit in the back. Yep. And 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 prepare to sit in the front seat. You know what I'm saying? Mold yourself. Get yourself together. You know I don't know your problems. I might can relate to some of them, but I don't know how your problems have affected you to become the person who you are now. You know yourself best. Other than the most high, you know yourself best. Right. So, you know what flaws you have, you know, what's your biggest downfall and what's holding you back, your barriers, all that, man. It's about that time. It's about that time. We see what's going on in Hollywood and we see what's going on right here where we at, wherever you at across the world, because this thing is, like we said, universal. The influence has spread it. Mm -hmm. The culture has spread it and it's very infectious. Yeah, we, I just want to say that. We got to raise up some influencers not scared to talk about this too. Absolutely. Because that's the issue. Yeah. Like, like, not to get long into it, but like, the world is so prone to like, taboo this types of conversations because like, we know how Hollywood works. We know how evil works. We know how like, and that thrives that like, when people bring up anything good, any good things, to any deflect good, it. to deflect it, it's like, oh, you can't talk about that on the internet. Mm-hmm. You get, you get canceled. Like, no, nah, we got to, we got to get people out of that mindset and know like, stand up for yourself, stand up for you believe and talk about it. Man, fuck that. We got to create our own communities. That's what we got to yeah. create our own systems. Where yeah. Because like, a lot of times you can go to somebody and be like, yo, you got to come to God. You got to do this. You got to. But what's the alternative that you're presenting them with? Because mm-hmm. then they see it and they're like, well, I got to give up all this stuff that I enjoy. And that all. So, bro, it, I, I feel like because we had this conversation on the culture thing about how can you be in a can you be in a, a society in a culture that is toxic and still change it? Mm-hmm. And I feel like yes, you have to understand this culture, but you also have to create your own. Yes, you got to create. And like we yeah. have people like you, Alhamdulillah, who understand how to get out this influence, who mm-hmm. understand how to like you know tap into the psychology of like people's minds and like, and we, and you know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah, that's really that, that that's that's really where we have to push towards. Yeah, you feel me? Create creating like we man create our own Black Wall Street. Create, yeah, create, create our own like little you know yeah. uh, Hollywood down here in Atlanta or wherever like with just completely from the ground up with the right influences and with the yep. right like message and with the right mission. Yeah, because I feel like 
time does so much to a lot of these things that if Hollywood's been going on this path for centuries, it's going to take a lot to pull. It's back, it's happening though. Pull the pendulum back. It's yeah, it's happen. starting. But it's yeah. going to take a cosmic size yes. to move that, you know, big megastar the mm -hmm. other direction. Yeah. You feel me? So I feel like that's kind of what we're on the path to right here. Yeah. And just, you know, every day more people we meet, more people we connect to, the network builds, and, you know, it's going to happen in God's time. For sure. Choose 100 leaders over a million followers. Spacks. You said that to me the other day. It hit me in my heart. Yeah. Which one would you take right now? After this conversation, would you take 100 world leaders or would you take 1 million followers on Instagram? Only. Only on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't get the best of all worlds, all right? But choose. Yeah. All right? Call to action. Listen, guys, step back. Step back. I want you to stop after this video. And we all have time. Don't hit me with the, oh, I'm too busy. I ain't got time. Bro, we all have 30 minutes in our day. Even while we're working, you can find 30 minutes while you're working. Mm -hmm. Right? Stop. Look around you. Look into your life. Look at yourself. And really question yourself. What question? I don't know. But ask questions. That way you can start searching. That way you can start searching for solutions. Become solution-based. I know it's so easy to see the problems. That's the first thing we see. I know some of the people that are stressed out and have anxiety and all this, whatever, because they either see the problem first or when they do see a problem, they dwell in the problem. Instead of, and you can't change it. The problem still exists, whether you stress about it or not. So why stress about it? Might as well just start solving it. Hey, listen, a glass, a glass of milk just spilled. All right. I can sit in here and be like, damn, damn glass of milk. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I can really turn up by the glass of milk. You know what I'm saying? Or I could just be like, okay, y'all don't move. Let's fix that. Hey, bro, grab the mop. Hey, grab the shoveling pan. All right, bomb. Look how fast it got cleaned up and the milk is not complaining and the broken glass is not complaining. Yeah. Call to action. Step back. Step back from your day sometimes and remember why you are truly here, what is truly important to you. All right? Listen. I want to thank y'all for yeah, being here, thank man. You. Like, for real, for real, dog. We had a serious conversation today. Yeah. And like you were saying, these the type of ones that get, you know, pushed out yeah. and, and, and brushed under the rug yep. and deflected and slapped off real quick. Like, yeah. yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, talk about the distractions and like. Yeah, but, man. Yeah, no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here, man. That concludes our episode. Another call to action. Here it comes. Hit that like button. I'm going to put it right here. Smash that comment button and all that good stuff. I don't know how subscribe. they say it. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. Like, comment. And, oh, yeah. Subscribe. Listen, if this is truly helping you, I don't want you to do it because I told you to. If this is really helping you, and I want you to go watch other episodes as well, too. Don't just watch one episode and feel the vibe. No. Go and see if you really are 
obtaining life-changing information from this if it helps you. And if it is, I think you need to need to be a part of this. Also, if you got a story to tell, like I just went up to Flow and I was like, yo, I think I could I could be on the podcast. Mm. We got some stuff to talk about. If you know Flow, hit him up. If you don't know Flow, hit him in the DMs. Yeah. Cause like maybe you fly out to Florida, have Definitely. a nice little conversation. Hey, yeah. who knows? Listen, we trying to we that's the step we're taking right now. You don't have to be no celebrity. You ain't gotta be from Hollywood. Let's talk it. about life after Hollywood. It don't matter. As long as you just have that story, man. Mm-hmm. And you know your story. You get on here and share that information with people. So, Tucker, where can they find you? How can they keep up with you? Honestly, I quit social media three years ago. I don't really post on social media. You can you can uh you can follow me on Instagram, hit me in the DMs if you want to have a conversation, but I don't post. But mm. I'm 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 gonna get back into posting eventually. Mm. I have to find my route with it because, like, I, I would have to do it only for like my memory's sake, and not it'd be nothing about fame and success. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to like fuel the flame. But like, but don't get me wrong, I like there's blessings and curses on everything, so there's Absolutely. good in it, and I'm just trying to figure out how to, I can be the good in the social media space. So, so what's your what's your name on uh, one two Tucker H? So one, one two Tucker T U C K E R like sucker <laughs> sucker punch. Like hey, be careful if you start rhyming with it. <laughs> oh my god, I was just caught on to that. Hey, listen. So one two Tucker H yeah. on Instagram. Make sure y'all follow. Y'all already know where to find us at Life After Podcast on all platforms except for Twitter. Yeah, it's Life After Pod. Why I pronounced that that whole thing? Twitter. I don't know. Twitter. Huh? Oh, with the Y. Ooh. See? I'm telling yeah, you, that's why life you need people y. around you. Cameraman. Life after L-Y-F-E after podcast. All right? Y'all go check us out. It was a pleasure having you. And that concludes our episode. Yes, See sir. you in two weeks. Yo, yo, yo.